Hello, welcome listeners. This is a new year and we've got a new name. That's right. New year, new us. Um, but this year it's not a resolution. It's a new podcast name. Who were once the Sunday Sinners are now deranged de jure. And for all you normies out there, um, de jure is Latin for by law. And that's perfect because we are two deranged lawyers who discuss our deranged obsessions. We share them with each other. We share them with the world. Mostly we're just trying to let off steam because our lives suck as lawyers. <laughs> I was going to say we're philanthropists, but you know. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so I am Pisha, and I am here with my partner in podcast, Raven. Today, we are going to take a look back at the most deranged things that happened in 2023. But first, let's talk a little bit about this exciting change. We've got this new name. We, we preemptively changed it because... There was another podcast out there already that was the Sunday Sinners. I don't know if it was Scandinavian, but this guy, it was his whole identity, the Sunday Sinners. And so we knew we were going to get famous. And in light of that, we didn't want to steal someone's name. So our vote, we have decided on something. It was not only the number one vote getter, but it was the one we liked the most do you, you want to like why do we like it raven well well i like deranged du jour because it is similar to deranged du jour uh and it could be the deranged of the day or it could be deranged by law uh but we're also we're expanding to every other platform that we can possibly get on as long as it doesn't cost too much money uh, because at this point we are running off of our own dime and you know, we're, we're lawyers, but we're not rich lawyers and neither of us do anything that'll make us rich. So, um, that's right. so that's, that's why we are in 2024 becoming bigger, better, brighter and more deranged as always. So that's right. Well then now that we've, um, kind of understand why we've made the change let's get right into the first episode of the new year 2024 we are taking a look back at the most deranged of 2020 okay so in no particular order the first most deranged thing to happen in 2023 were celeb theory over food stuff. And I'm going to talk specifically about Tucker Carlson and his bizarre obsession with M&Ms. This all started in early 2022. Tucker had this rant over the desexualization of the green and brown M&Ms or the female identifying characters. These are cartoons. He alleged that it was all a part of a push for a more woke society. Here's some great quotes for you, Raven. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> he 
Listen, um, Tucker Carlson, everything he says, I take, you know, completely at its word. I think that he is, you know, super honest, honest and, and integrity. Credible. <laughs> yeah. Very honest, incredible gentleman. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so he said the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy. That's progress. Who is he to say what's sexy? He looks like an adult toddler fascist. Has he ever been in stilettos himself? Fuck that He doesn't man. know. He doesn't know. And yeah. I've seen some very, very sexy lower block heels. Yeah. Anyway, more comfortable, too. Anyways, his obsession with the green M&M is even larger and more absurd. He said when the green M&M signature white boots were swapped for sneakers, that M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous until the moment you wouldn't want to drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally t turned off, we've achieved equity. <laughs> it, does he have like a food kink? Is that his thing? It's so wild. So this was still back in 2022. It, it okay. goes on. It goes on. And it really, it really hits ahead in 2023. So okay. later in 2022, Tucker freaked out over the introduction of a quote, plus sized obese purple M&M. In addition to the suggestion that the green and brown M&Ms were lesbian partners through a huge fit, his dreams were crushed. Never going to be the father to little M&M babies, I guess. Why do M&Ms <laughs> have genders to begin with? Like, it, that's I don't creepy enough know. as it is. And what's so stupid about this purple M&M, it's supposed to be a peanut M&M, I think. So it is an oval shape, but it's not supposed to indicate, like, body type. It's just holding a peanut in there. Okay. Yeah. That's so, bizarre. Right. Here's where it all comes to a head. As a result of these tantrums in 2022, Mars Wrigley, the parent company of M&M, suspended use of the famous spokes candies, opting for Maya Rudolph instead, who is the SNL hilarity. Um, yeah, and also they didn't a, make a bad choice, really. Right. I love her. Yeah. She she also is very much known to be a supporter of Kamala Harris and uh, female politicians, especially progressive female politicians. So it's kind of like a little more of a <laughs> fu to Tucker. Like it. Yeah, love I it. like That's it. That's awesome. So so yeah, there was this huge beef with M and M's between Tucker Carlson. So so bad that the spokes candies were were uh, suspended in early 2023. So I don't know when wow. we'll see them next. That's some clout that yeah. Tucker Carlson has because he has a fucking kink over candy. It's a so candy bad. kink. And I'll be God honest, I'm sexually attracted to Gambit from X Men. You know, the comics and That's the cartoon? Different. That's but, different. And I'd be pissed if they tried to make him unappealing. But if if by unappealing you mean his, like, red hair went from being red to black? No. Come on. Too much. That's crazy. I'm like, that's wow. deeply unappealing to me. I'm turned yeah. off and I, 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 I will boycott X-Men. 
Well, and how revealing, too. It's like, oh, you have to be appealing to the hetero white male in me uh, mm-hmm. to get into my belly or <laughs> my pants. Right? Like, what a fucking weirdo. Fucking weirdo. It, it doesn't melt in my hand. It melts in my pants. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, that's, uh, that is deranged. That, it is. Uh, that qualifies as deranged. Absolutely. So. Um, the other fury over food stuff that happened in 2023, squarely within it, uh, had to do with Kid Rock, uh, who I didn't even remember was alive until 2023. He was definitely in rehab, at least. Yeah, I, I wish that's where he was, honestly. Uh, so this happened in on April 1st, on April Fool's Day. Dylan Mulvaney, who is a very famous transgender woman who has bravely uh recorded her transition from uh being male to transgender woman and she sponsored with bud light around this time and very cutely very funny did this audrey hepburn uh like video where she says uh so i keep hearing about what this this thing called march madness uh and i thought we were all you know just having a month (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I thought that was cute. It's like, yeah, I was having a month, but I'm having a month every month. So, you know, there's right. that. <laughs> it's not different from any other month, really. Right, exactly. Um, but anyway, so she sponsors with Bud Light at that point. This has to do with, uh, there's some new blood happening in Bud Light. They're trying to make it more inclusive, which honestly, I, I, I like. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney puts out this video with Bud Light. Bud Light puts her face on a can and fucking conservatives go absolutely apeshit over nothing. Like, I still can't figure out what their issue was. Like, I don't know, but, you know, it is conservative. It's like, sorry, this person is being shown in public. They show themselves in public every day when they leave their house. Yeah. Apparently they shouldn't do that. Yeah. They should not offend people with their existence. (sighs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, number one on this list was Kid Rock. And when this came out, I remember watching it and just being like, what the actual fuck? (laughs) Because it's so dumb. Uh, Kid Rock led this boycott of Bud Light, which actually was very effective, unfortunately. Uh, but we'll get into why that's funny later. So Kid releases this video somewhere in April. I think it was like April 4th or something. And it is a video of him taking a machine gun and saying, Grandpa is feeling a little frisky today. Like, which... A little dramatically, also weird. Yeah, and it's offensive to me because I'm like, Grandpa, oh shit. Like, I guess that means I'm getting old. Like, because, you know, we were both in the era of Kid Rock. But in any case, he takes this machine gun and he shoots several rounds at this box of unopened, presumably purchased Bud Light, saying, Fuck Bud Light! Fuck Anheuser-Busch! So, um, so that was dramatic. That's what he did. And okay. as a result, uh, there was a boycott that led to up to percent, 42% drop in sales in Bud Light. Because all of Bud Light drinkers are assholes, turns out. Uh, <laughs> Who would have guessed? Would you have guessed that? 
I didn't no, know. No, no. It never would have crossed my mind that they would have Not a at problem all. with something so trivial. Right. But the funny part of it is that Kid Rock was never going to actually boycott Bud Light, right? Like, he's been drinking it his whole life. And so actually three weeks ago, back in, like, mid-December, he goes on to Tucker Carlson, your boy. And he says, you know, hopefully other companies get it too. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think the punishment they've been getting at this point fits the crime. I would like to see people get us back on board and become bigger because that's the America I want to live in. So that's Kid Rock. He also got caught with Bud Lights, you know, throughout the entire time that he was allegedly boycotting so amazing that would have been a really fun court case i'm just gonna say anyway wow the alleged boycott the alleged boycott you claim you boycotted bud light mr rock (laughs) mr rock yes (laughs) so that's uh that's our first one Wow. Okay. Well, then, what is our second most d- deranged thing of 2023? So, our second one is Republicans doing stupid shit to get in trouble. And you would think, <laughs> you would think that what was on our list would be Donald Trump. And guess what? It's not because fuck him. So, no, uh, no, that's too <laughs> obvious. That's too obvious. We're not going to give him any more airtime. But no. uh, we've got two other stupid Republicans who are going to give some airtime. So how about you go first? Uh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about Lauren Boebert. Boebert, Boebert, Boebert. So, the Boebert. <laughs> the Boebs, as I call her. The Boebs. <laughs> so I'm going to start backwards and end up where we need to get to. Uh, so Lauren Boebert actually had to recently change districts because her de- Democratic opponent out uh, campaigned her. And so he actually is doing better than she is. She was in the third district and now she is in the fourth district of Colorado. I had to look this up. I'm new here. Turns out. Had I stayed where I was before I moved here, where I am now, she would have been in my district because she. No the way! Yeah, I it included that. Loveland. I didn't know, but like, but it makes sense because it's you know kind of rural, rural kind of agricultural yeah. era. Yeah. So <laughs> Lauren Bobert is a character to begin with. Uh, she is a five foot tall, thirty six year old grandma. Grandma, listen, I turned Madness. 36 in a week, and uh, the closest thing I have to grandkids are sitting back there in my back bedroom, and they got four paws. So, uh, I'm already None of them 36, already 36, <laughs> physically impossible for me to be a grandma, yeah, thankfully. Yeah, bless oh, up. Thank- I know, praise <laughs> be seriously. <laughs> And couldn't be at a better time. But anyway, right? we're getting a little political, but that's okay. <laughs> so her latest thing is that she, I mean, she's she's constantly on X, which I guess is like Twitter. I really, I don't understand this. But anyway, she is blaming Ryan Reynolds and Barbara Streisand for having to switch districts because Hollywood was trying to buy her district by donating to this guy, Adam Fresh, who is her uh, opponent. 
But she narrowly only beat him in the last election by 547 votes. So I don't know that that's accurate for what she's saying, which, you know, I'm shocked by, honestly. <laughs> anyway, on September 10th, she went to Beetlejuice with her new boyfriend following a divorce, which happened in April with her husband. Who... When you say Beetlejuice, you mean like the Broadway musical, right? Not like the movie with Michael Keaton. Oh, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so good. I, I just want to make actually... sure. No, and, and that's, a, that's actually a good point. I didn't even know there was a musical. If I knew that, I would have been there. It's pretty uh, good, then... actually. We should go together. We should. Yeah. Maybe we'll look into a show. Uh, but so she got divorced from her husband recently. Um, her husband actually in 2004 got in trouble for lewd exposure, uh, and public indecency. So, I mean, and and I'm saying this, this is how deranged it is because she is vehemently anti LGBTQ yet married some guy who is like the epitome of disgustingness uh so right. you know it, it's one thing to say like oh yeah like i'm against lgbtq uh but I, because i'm a family person and i believe that you know it's it's indecent but then you have a guy who at a fucking bowling alley exposes himself to underage girls which means children honestly so so fuck her but in any case so she is at Beetlejuice with her new boyfriend and she is vaping and she is singing along loudly uh, and she is just causing a ruckus and there's a pregnant woman who's behind her and actually you know taps her on the shoulder and says hey do you mind not vaping and she just ignores her and is just being honestly a total bitch and so there's actually there's surveillance showing all of this she denies that she was ever vaping she says, oh, yeah, like I was having a great time singing along, blah, blah, blah. But um, there's also surveillance of her and her boyfriend actually going back and forth. And I think it was their first date. Um, <laughs> they were groping each other in public. So anyway, so she gets kicked out. Whoa, scandalous. <laughs> yeah. So she gets kicked out of uh, the Buell Theater where this is happening. And she's seen pointing a finger at staff. She's just being obnoxious. And she, you know, she even pulls out the whole, do you know who I am? I'm a board member, all drunkenly, of course. So, you know, I, I talked to a few people here when this happened, but, you know, they said, well, does she sound like a fun person to go to a show to? Well, maybe. And I had to say, no. No, that's rude. She'd ruin it. Yeah, exactly. Like, not not to a show like that. Like, yeah, have a good time, whatever. But, like, you know, don't be smoking in a pregnant woman's face. Don't be getting into the staff members who are working really hard to make sure that you have a good time. Like, don't, don't do that. So, Well, it, along the same lines of Republicans doing stupid shit and getting in trouble... Is our boy George Santos, Georgie boy Santos, George Santos. <laughs> I think I heard of him. Are you familiar? I may have heard of him. <laughs> Mostly <Okay>. through SNL. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Well, anyways, in 2022, this bombshell New York Times investigation uncovered a bunch of false statements Santos made while successfully campaigning for a Republican U.S. House seat for the state of New York. Some of my favorite lies here. I'm going to read them off to you. 
My favorite lies are that he worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. No evidence of this. Another lie is that his Ukrainian Jewish grandparents fled Belgium to the U.S. in World War II. His grandparents are not Jewish, and they're from Brazil. And I think his defense of that was hilarious. He said, I didn't say I was Jewish. I said I was Jew slash ish. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> really offensive, bro. <laughs> Um, okay, more good lies. That he graduated and played volleyball for Baruch College. That he lost employees in the Pulse nightclub shooting. God. This is a great one. You'll love this. He lied about founding and running an animal charity called Friends of Pets. <laughs> Friends of Pets. It's amazing. It's so goofy. That is really goofy. It doesn't exist. I love Sorry. That. You could. You could probably still use it I because I don't think it exists. Honestly, yeah. next career. Right. So he also lied about being a property lo- owner and landlord overseeing 13 properties who suffered during the COVID pandemic. He lied about his mother being in one of the World Trade Center towers on 9-11 and died later as a result of breathing smoke and debris and having lung and breathing issues i don't know these are it's all fake all things that are easily verifiable Debunked. yeah like how right. on earth would you anyway it, compulsive lying well, compulsive lying keep going right right he also lied about having a brain tumor and lied about being the victim of three crimes that he's never reported to police so this bub show new york times report comes out after he already won his seat He refused repeated calls for resignation and survived two previous attempts to remove him from office. In early 2023, the Justice Department announced 13 federal charges against Santos, including wire fraud, money laundering, theft of public funds, and lying to Congress. Later in 2023, the Justice Department charged him with an additional 10 counts related to campaign finance violations. And then in November 2023, the House Ethics Committee released a report with similar allegations. Um, My favorite of those allegations are that he used campaign donations to his LLC to pay for personal expenses such as luxury designer clothing, credit card and car payments, exotic travel, Botox, and OnlyFans. Oh, God. (laughs) like again things that are pretty easy to check up on yeah come on dude get better at you know right buying things with cash honestly exactly (laughs) so what's so funny about this is i'm not mentioning that he's also got a criminal felony for check fraud in brazil but he took a plea deal in that he paid back the government all of the fees that were associated but it's just all really funny so He survived these attempts twice to remove him from office. The Republicans indicated that if the House Ethics Committee report showed the same things, they would be willing to remove him. And so finally, Santos was expelled from the House on December 1st, 2023, and has pled not guilty to all of these counts. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that's a a crazy one. Whew. It's pretty hysterical, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Completely. 
That is funny. <laughs> I know he is. He is one of my favorite characters uh, in this whole. I'm gonna miss him. Yeah, I know. In his shenanigans. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> to our All right, next, moving right along. Next most deranged. That's right. Our next most deranged thing of 2023 is the sterilization of Pablo Escobar's hippos. Wait, what? <laughs> you heard me. Yeah, I know. You heard me right. I I said that. It's um, a very interesting thing. So Colombia began its campaign to cull wild hippos descended from the famous drug lord's escaped pets. Escobar smuggled four hippos into his estate's private zoo in 1981. Somehow the hippos escaped after Escobar was killed in 1993. Since then, the estimated population has grown to 169. (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh. I was like, because they estimated it, but they estimated such a specific number and it has 69 in it. Could be 170, could be 200, but no, no, let's do 169. Exactly. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. I'm so thankful for that opportunity. They teed <laughs> me up you. for that thank one you, nicely. <laughs> so, so the population has grown to 169 hippos. They are considered invasive species and a threat to biodiversity in native populations of flora and fauna, as well as to humans. The population could reach 1,000 hippos by 2035 if no measures are taken. So... The government has a three-pronged strategy to culling these wild hippo populations. First is sterilization. 20 hippos will be sterilized this year. And then in, and by this year, I mean 2023, when this started, this campaign began. And then 40 hippos will be sterilized from 2024 onward. The cost of sterilizing a hippo is... quite a bit. Yeah. Um, So the second prong of this government strategy is transferring the hippos to places like Mexico and India. They weren't very clear on like if they were just going to drop these wild hippos in the wilderness of these places or if they were going to zoos or what. (laughs) But it seems kind of reckless to just take some wild hippos and drop them in the middle of Mexico. Yeah, completely. Wow. Wow. I know. And so the uh, final prong of the strategy is euthanasia, killing the hippos. But Aww. they didn't want to talk about how many hippos they were going to kill. Aww. And I didn't want to know. So I moved on. <laughs> so Pablo asked, I wonder why he chose hippos. Well, he had a private zoo. He yeah. had a private zoo filled with all kinds of exotic animals. Okay. So I I think when the estate was raided some of the animals got out some were recaptured i don't think the hippos were recovered wow interesting so they just they were roaming the streets roaming the streets until their numbers were once (laughs) as god intended honestly (laughs) right exactly exactly (laughs) what's the fourth most deranged thing of 2023. Yeah, we are getting into it. This is uh, this may be one of my favorite ones. <laughs> we had a lot of them this year, actually, of people faking their own deaths. So um, why don't you start us with our first story having to do with people okay, faking their own Okay, this is death? a fun one. Okay. Yeah, this, this was a big year for faking one's death. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the first one involves a convicted rapist faking his own death in South Africa. In May 2022, a man dubbed the Facebook rapist was reportedly found dead by setting himself on fire in his prison cell. Tabo Bester, 35 years old, lured victims on social media before raping and robbing them. He killed at least one woman. He was sentenced to life in prison in 2012. 2012? That's, that's a word. 2012. Listen, we are lawyers. Listen, it was a time. <laughs> it was long ago. Nobody knows. Um, right, nobody knows. So anyways, this guy had served 10 years in prison when he set himself on fire in his prison cell. Mm -hmm. Or so it seemed. Because in 2023, DNA revealed that the body belonged to someone else, and the cause of that person's death was blunt force trauma to the head. What? So not at all. Yeah, not at all the Facebook rapist. Okay. But it took them a full year to figure this out. And during that time, pictures of the Facebook rapist living a normal life in Johannesburg surfaced online. Oh, shit. And so eventually he was arrested in April, 2023 with his celebrity doctor girlfriend while attempting to flee Kenya. Oh my God. No way. Right. That could be a soap opera. That last bullet point. Yeah. There. What happened to the girlfriend? She, she got arrested as well. She oh, got arrested. I believe most of her charge. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Most of her charges were related to harboring. aiding and abetting and harboring a fugitive. Exactly. Raven, you know everything. I know some things. I don't know South African law. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you do because those were exactly what she was charged with. I'm so. pretty sure it's common law as well. So, you know. All right. Whatever. Cheating. Give yourself cheating. some credit. All right. Don't fine. let that imposter syndrome get the best of you. It's 2024. <laughs> 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 that's right that's right yeah. so what about you do you have any stories about people faking their own death <laughs> i may have one or two <laughs> so. okay let's hear it so this one may be my favorite story of 2023 because uh i just <laughs> i don't know um i don't understand the world of instagram influencers or social media influencers as it is um clearly like um i'm just learning now about lighting and shit so <laughs> right. My Instagram was hacked in early January of 2023 and I never bothered getting another one. So it's all Greek to me. I don't think, I don't remember if I told you this, but I, I the same thing happened to me and I just took over my dog's account. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to get, a, just get over it, move on. <laughs> yeah, I know. And my dog is a little upset, but you know, he still gets equal, you know, screen time pretty much. So, oh, good. Cause pretty much all I post good. is my dogs. I love them. So. Anyway, right. <laughs> uh, sh this is a story of the doppelganger killer. And this happened in Ger Germany, which is where doppelganger, the word, comes from. So, you know, that's all right. kinds of irony and stoked into it. Uh, so, in August of 2022, a blood covered body of a young woman was found in a Mercedes in Ingolstadt, southern Germany, which is in Bavaria. And uh, she was stabbed over 50 times in her car. So her face was actually unrecognizable when the police got her. The Mercedes that she was found inside of uh, belonged to someone whose Instagram moniker, handle, is that what you call it? 
uh, what handle? Yeah, I think that it's handle. Right. I think that's what you call it. Uh, she, was Sharaban Sharaban K, and so it was her car. She was a Munich-based beautician who had Iraqi roots. Her family members actually identified the body as hers. So the cops obviously found the body inside of her car, asked the uh, to come into the station to identify the body. They identified it as hers. And, uh, part of the problem was she had gone earlier to her ex-husband's house. She had told her family members that she was going to her ex-husband's house and then disappeared. So they were already on edge thinking that she had gone missing. But there's a plot twist, as there is. And DNA tests confirmed that the body did not belong to Sherevan K. Uh, it, be it belonged to a person who was also an influencer on TikTok, I think, but also probably Instagram, named Khadija O. So Sherevan K was 23 years old. She and her boyfriend murdered Khadija O. They had, before this happened, contacted five other people who looked almost exactly like Sharaban Kay, uh, but they had gotten to her and lured her in by claiming that Sharaban Kay was the German rapper Luna. And so they took her into the Mercedes, stabbed her 50 times apparently, and, uh, and then disappeared. So I don't know what the boyfriend's like interest in this would have been because it's not like he was disappearing as well. But they eventually discovered that what had happened and linked it back to to them. And they had all kinds of like Instagram messages and things like that, which are definitely traceable. And so they didn't really think this whole thing through. They are twenty three years old. No but, kidding. No one's thinking any of this shit through so far. You know. Yeah, they they definitely have not considered uh, what social media actually is, and and it is just you know evidence. And, and you would evidence. think they would un you would think they understood right, but you would think they would understand the power of it given their status as influencers. So this yeah. is really their fault. It is entirely their fault. So they are <laughs> definitely both convicted and in jail currently. So oh good. Yeah. Yeah, so that happy ending that happened in January of 2023, which is why I'm calling it a 2023 story, even though technically the murder happened in 2022. So I'm fine with it. I'll accept it. Yeah, but there is one other side note of a fake death slash going going missing. Uh, this happened uh, in Pittsburgh. There was a woman who was a street preacher. She was claiming that. You know, it was about to be the end of the world. She was later diagnosed with schizophrenia and she disappeared from her family home on a Monday. Uh, that's all I can get out of that. Uh, and was never <laughs> to be seen again. On a Monday. On a Monday. <laughs> and so the interesting part about this is that the family actually hired a psychic uh, to try and find her. And the psychic actually said, and I don't know where she pulled this from because I don't know that I believe in it. But she said, start looking at Puerto Rico. And the husband said, well, she was talking about going on a beach vacation. So, okay. So they started like trying to, 
you know, contact Puerto Rico to see if they could find her. And they didn't. 31 years later, she is found in a nursing home in Puerto Rico. And that happened last year. So. What? Yeah. So anyway, big year for missing people slash people pretending to be dead that are not. So <laughs> killing other people to go missing, I guess is how I should have put that. But uh <laughs> no, that's great. Wow. Mm -hmm. Very fascinating. So next on our list of most deranged in 2023 is the ocean fucking over the rich. Hell yes. I'm here for this. Um I'm personally terrified of the ocean. But the fact that it's fucking over the rich, I'm a fan of that because I say eat the rich. Eat the rich, bitch. Why not terrorize them with devastatingly deep waters and orcas, in your case? Yeah, in my case. So um, <clears throat> people should know I have a vested interest in orcas. I love whales. Uh, I actually wanted to be a marine biologist when I was a kid. And somehow ended up a lawyer. So something went wrong. Is it because you watched Free Willy? Be honest. Maybe that might have had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so since uh, 2020, actually, there have been more than 350 interactions, uh, up to 500 interactions, which uh, constitutes physical contact. Uh, sometimes that includes without damage sometimes that causes serious damage but this all happened all on the iberian peninsula which is in spain so in the past three years over 500 times orcas have had some kind of interaction as i defined it with yachts or some kind of boat so the in 2023 the i guess the big one that kind of made the news was in the Shetland Islands in Scotland, where an orca rammed a seven-ton yacht multiple times. And you heard about this throughout the year, but the other big incident happened on October, where a, pro a pod of orcas sank a mid-sized sailing yacht named the Grazi Mama after a 45-minute interaction so for the four, Grazi Mama, I, know, I love on, that name. I, you can't just pass I know, over. You can't just to. pass I, over. I know you're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, Thanks, mom. So wait, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so the Grazi Mama uh, sunk after 45 minutes of interacting with these orcas. Is what you're saying? Exactly right. Yep, that's what happened. Oh my so. god! How terrifying for 45 minutes to be attacked by a pod of orcas. Oh, completely. Yeah, I mean, I, but they deserve it. I just want to point that absolutely, out. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll get to some of that <laughs> later. But <laughs> most of these incidents occurred with sailboats, but also fishing boats and other semi-rigid uh, boats, some motor boats. But I think they're going after boats that don't necessarily have things that could hurt the orcas necessarily. Uh, they're mostly bumping the rudder, which causes water to enter the boat, which I wouldn't know because I know very little about boats. Uh, I'm not a sea captain. Yeah. Uh, I, another thing I wanted to be as a child, but unfortunately I did not have money. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. But, you know, there's various theories as to why the orcas are hitting these boats in particular, and we'll get into those later. 
But first, I want to talk to you about who the orcas are, because I love that there are people. Yeah, there's specific, there's specific what? orcas. Yes. So this started with Gladys Lamari. So they're all Gladys. I think that's that may just be their general name. It's kind of like their surname. Uh, actually, so the grandma is Gladys Lamari. And she's followed by the matriarchs who are Blanca, Delilah, and Clara. And then the children are Tarek and Philabras. And I think those are the two males who are involved. So there's another pod who are Gladys Negra and Gladys, I'm going to butcher this one, Pecky or Pekka. Uh, so what happens is the younger whales go up and they're the ones who are hitting the boat. But the moms are kind of urging them on. So they're teaching them to hit the boats. Uh, the thir- There's also a third group of whales there. And I thought it was Estrella, but it's Estrella, Mateo, and Isa. So there's, like I said, there's there's various theories as to what's going on. My favorite one we'll get to, but we'll, we'll start in order. So there is the theory that they're just playing around, you know, they like the feel of the rudder in their face, which I was like, that seems wrong. These animals are... (laughs) I like the feel of the rudder in my face. Yes, this is what I want. feels so good. Yes. But but the the thought is that, you know, they get frustrated because they're they're trying to feel like the the wind in their face or whatever, like the, the bubbles or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't, I hardly know what a rudder is, to be honest with you. But but they get frustrated because it's not moving. And so then they keep bumping it with their their head and that eventually tips it into the water or whatever happens. So but my favorite theory is that this is revenge. And it is revenge from a traumatic previous encounter with a fishing boat. So early I think it I think this actually happened in 2023. Uh there was a an orca named White Gladys, and she suffered some trauma in a critical moment of agony that flipped some behavioral switch in the rest of the orcas that she was with. And whatever happened to her, I don't know if she she died or if if it just seriously injured her, but these orcas saw this trauma that happened to their matriarch, essentially, and they went out after every yacht ever since. And so uh, there's some researchers out there who would say not to believe that theory because it's too far-fetched, but, um, I'm going to go with, yeah, yep. That's exactly what happened. So I love that theory too. Yeah. Let's go with it. Yeah. So finally, uh, my, my other favorite thing that happened in 2023 that relates to that is that there was some rich kid who wrote this op-ed who got like absolutely hammered by social media because he was like, we shouldn't be praising the orcas for, you know, going after the yachts. And everyone was like, um, no, we absolutely should. And we are so. Well, and as if they'd notice if they're being reinforced, come on, they're, they don't have Instagram handles. Yeah. Well, look how I did that right now. We're learning. We are learning. We we may be as smart (laughs) as the orcas. I'm not sure yet. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe, but there was one other ocean story. I think I might've heard of in 2023. What was that one? Oh yeah. Huge ocean story called ocean gate. 
You may have heard of it, but I'm going to make it very brief because we could get into the conspiracy theory and all this and that, but it's just too much. So I'm going to give you the brief summary cliff notes version of the ocean gate titanic submersible so on june 18th 2023 the ocean gate titanic submersible occupied by five billionaires stockton rush the third paul henry nargilo it's french (laughs) nargilo Yes. That sounds right. That sounds exactly right. We'll go with that. I'm not going to have to say it again, so we're going to go with that one. Um, There was also Hamish Harding, Shazada Dawood, and his son, Suleiman. All of those names are very billionaire-esque. So, So fuck uh, them. Anyways. Right. Fuck them. (laughs) Um, These five billionaires were on this Titanic submersible. When it imploded during an attempted dive to the ocean floor, the occupants paid $10,000 deposits and anywhere from $105,129 or $190,000. Jesus. Total. To, yeah, I know. It's a lot of money to, just to go down to the ocean floor to see the Titanic wreckage. Uh, The first expedition was in April 2018. It was canceled due to safety concerns. Thereafter, it was delayed and canceled several more times before a successful dive finally took place to the Titanic in 2021. By January 2023, OceanGate reportedly took 60 customers and 20 scientists to the Titanic site. The trip is about two hours long it was expected to take that long on the day of june 18th when we've got our five billion five billionaires ready to go down to the titanic about 90 minutes into the trip though they lost communications with the mothership there were no communications at all they had indicated that they had let go of the ballast of the submersible which would have allowed it to rise but it still wasn't rising to the surface so at some unknown time u.s navy acoustic equipment detected some kind of anomaly in the vicinity of the dive site indicating that there has been an implosion which i looked into and basically what it means was the pressure was so great that these people were matter in one millisecond and then all of a sudden just separate atoms in the next millisecond. So there's probably no pain or anything like that, but That's they good. just went poof, gone. Wow. But for sure, yeah, for sure in those 90 minutes when they're struggling and they're sinking, they're hearing the whole of the ship crumpling and they're feeling the pressure getting great. So I'm not saying it's not without fear, but maybe if there's something good to be taken from this, it probably no pain. Okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound so like a the bad US, way to go. Yeah, I mean, I would not like listening to the the whole kind of crumpling that's kind of ominous and scary for me being phobic of the deep water yeah but um as far as implosion goes seems nice yeah not so bad not so bad 
Okay. Not so bad. Yeah. So the U.S. Coast Guard immediately launched a search and rescue effort despite that Navy acoustic equipment picking up the implosion the same day. Um, but on June 22nd, 2023, debris from the submersible was located and everybody was declared dead. Womp womp. Well, $190,000? I mean, do you know how much, so much money that that could get one person and there's like multiple people on this? Like for a two hour trip? I- I'm sorry. That's right. just obscene. It's obscene. It's hard for me to have sympathy when that's how you're choosing to spend your money. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, death is bad. That's all, that's all I can yes. say about it. <laughs> Yes, I concur. <laughs> but at the same oh time, gosh. like, I right. don't know. I mean, just how much money you could, uh, I, it just, it kills me. It kills me. Uh, anyway, yeah. Well, that is, uh, that's a, that is, that was such a crazy case. There's a lot of deranged things going on in 2023. Wow. This turned into a special two-part series, <laughs> it looks like. Yeah. So um, I think that's all we're going to have for this episode. But next episode, we'll cover the next five most deranged things of 2023. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that makes sense to me. So yeah. So uh, thank you for, for joining us for the first part of our two-part series. Uh, again, we are now deranged de jure and, uh, please like, and subscribe. Uh, we'll be on everything now, I guess. Uh, at least we're going to try to be, <laughs> we'll see how that goes for us. <laughs> please follow us for now on our socials as we were on Sunday centers, on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, please, you know, email us if you want to friends, you know who we are. So just give us a call. But uh, but you'll find us anywhere on Sunday Senders. And so until then, stay out of law school and the infirmaries. Good night.